Burger. Burger Bites is recorded on location in Ozark, Missouri and presented on Anchor. The views expressed on Burger Bites are not necessarily those of the staff and ownership of the Grip and Rip Baseball League. Enjoy the show. At the baseball young age of 40, Daniel England showed up to a baseball tryout at a refurbished minor league stadium in Ozark, Missouri. He was there at the assurance of a co-worker, Ian Lewis, who assured England that his brother, Tony, had everything figured out and squared away to start a fall baseball league that would be a whole lot of fun. Daniel England showed up for the first grip and rip league tryout dressed for a laid-back day at the river and wondered just what exactly he had wandered into. You know, Ian assured me that his, his brother had everything lined up and uh, it was going to go. And sure enough, it did. And the tryout date was announced and I showed up. I ask this of everybody from the original 60 because it's just so, it just is so captivating to me. But what was that, that day one tryout like for you? You know, was there a moment like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm on a baseball field? Yeah, there were, there were several Uh, oh my God moments. So the first oh my God moment was when I walked into the stadium and I saw these guys that look like baseball players. Because honestly, I didn't know that this was going to turn into what it has turned into, quality baseball. I mean, I showed up, I looked like the tube rental guy down at, you know, Joe Bald or something. I was wearing shorts and I had a visor on and a t-shirt. And I'm just like, man, I just need to go home. This is ridiculous. And the format has been the same. Pitchers go first. And I had signed up as a pitcher. And so we're out there getting warmed up. And I didn't know anybody um, but Tony. So I'm looking for somebody to play catch with. And I find Andy Galley. <laughs> oh, wow. When you get on that mound, nobody's your friend, you know. And I would talk some quote-unquote crap to players and Andy comes set here we go the payoff pitch he struck him out got him looking good spot on the inside corner by Andy Galley who now has 85 when I'm there to play baseball I'm just a totally different character I'm like I said very competitive yeah so Andy Galley I'm pretty sure he was wearing his uh Indiana State uh jersey and he you know looked like a ball player and I'm, we're playing catch, and he is just, you know, he's throwing all this stuff to me, and he, you know, gives me the slider glove movement, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this thing, he's going gonna, gonna to just hit me right in the head, and I haven't caught a slider in forever, and, but I survived, and, yeah, that, that's who I warmed up with was Andy Galley. I had never heard that story. That's tremendous. <laughs> so you end up with, with Grip and Rip Black. Of course, we now know them as – the season one champions, but uh, yep. that was a that was a very uh, talented club you ended up with. Oh, the pitching was phenomenal. We had um, Evan Quo, Trey Watson, Ethan Mather. You know, and then I would back then. I think it was a three inning limit, and so a couple times, you know, I think maybe once or twice we did extra innings. But and so I would I got to pitch a couple of those extra inning times. I played a little first base. Uh, we also had Jason Cruz, Larkin. I mean, that, that was a great team. I think Wolf 
Wolf was the catcher too. I mean, it was it was a really good team. Yeah, Ryan Wolf, absolutely one of the uh, uh, I think most underrated catchers of all time in the GRBL. Mm-hmm. So you you win the championship season one, come back for season two, and that was a little bit of a change of scene with the first of all the league going from four teams to six, and then you end up with the Springfield Cashews and your teammates with guys like Michael Antonio and and Skylar Carter were kind of the big names, but then you've got uh, Nick Drosty, Tyler Goss, Rob Neese, just a, a very interesting mixture of characters there. That's a good way to describe it. It was a, a, an interesting mix. So we had Philip Sledge, Espy, Mitch Espy was on that team. Uh, I think a former Missouri State player. And like you said, you had uh, Justin Skinner, Tyler Goss, Michael Antonio. There was a guy from uh, that had played at Lakewood Community College, I think. He was been something or another. He was a good player. But yeah, it was, uh, that was a good team. So then uh, year three, uh, another year, another championship. Some of the same teammates, but I mean, that was the year where Daniel England had arrived as a mound man. You were an all-star. I, I just looked up the stats before we talked. It was 12 innings pitched, 10 strikeouts, only six hits allowed throughout that time. And, and your ERA was 0.75. You were uh, just lights out. Yeah, that... Uh... That's definitely been my best season so far. I don't know why. Um, I had done the same things one, you know, year one and two as far as preparation and working out and pregame stuff. Um, I just I had developed a changeup that year, and it worked really well. And so I, you know, I basically threw two pitches. I threw a fastball and a changeup, and and that was a great team. Uh, pretty sure Caleb Cole was a shortstop. We had. Um, I think Tyler Jones is on that team. Yep, Tyler and, Jones in left and Skylar Carter in center. That was not even fair. Yeah, and Skylar Carter. And then um, you had Goss, Ben Hammett was on that team, I believe. That was a really good team. And so the key for me was throwing the ball to the plate, let him hit it, and somebody's going to catch it. And um, that's what happened. I'm sorry to jump around. Um, you had a pretty significant injury somewhere in those first three seasons, right? You know, that was year two. Okay. Yeah, that was year two. Yeah, I was trying to beat out a soft ground ball to, that had hit, I think, the shortstop. And, yeah, I, I don't know what happened. I I think my hip came out of socket or something like that. But, yeah, it was it was a significant injury. And I've, I've never been the same since that. So I, I really don't know what happened. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the, the off season between seasons three and four comes uh, – you and Nick Drosty at that point were the only two players who had ever won championships every year. Uh, Drosty moves to Tennessee, so then headed into season four, all eyes on England. Who's who's going to draft him? Where is he going to end up? You end up with the high rollers. Pretty good mix of former Raptors players, of course, with, with Justin Skinner being your manager. But you guys took that nucleus and added on some great spare parts with Jose Vargas, Cole Rourke, and Chris Matlock. And... Uh, yeah. A host of other studs. Yeah, I, I would um, I would liken that pitching staff to the year one pitching staff that we had um, Cole Rourke, Justice Bolden, and um, Chris Matlock. And you know, you got you had Vargas either behind the plate or shortstop. Uh, we had um, Justin Skinner, Levi Skinner, and one of the the yard bear. That was a really good team too. I believe you guys had. Jared. I'm going to get this wrong. Yeah, it was Jared. You're correct. Jared, yeah. <laughs> so uh, 2020, first of all, just 
like you alluded to earlier, we weren't sure we were going to have a season. And then, you know, the makeup and the personnel and a lot was going on behind the scenes. And then you ended up getting asked to be a manager. Uh, man, what was going through your mind when that discussion happened with the league commissioner? Yeah, like I said, I one, I did a league. And then two, I didn't know even if I would play because of the COVID. My wife and I were at actually on a walk and my phone rings and it's Tony Lewis and he wants to know if I'll manage one of his teams. And, and uh, I said, well, it sounds good. Um, let me think about it for a little bit. And, you know, I'll call you back here in an hour or so. I'll let you know. And yeah, it worked out well. I mean, it was, like I said, I was, I was in no way, shape or form ready to play. So, um, you know, having to be drafted <laughs> would, um, would have not looked pretty. I don't think so. So I called him back and I said, yeah, sure. Why not? I'll do it. I don't, I don't have anything else to do. And it sounds like a good time. And, you know, he told me that, you know, they were adding some new managers like uh, Brock and uh, Chris Mesa. And those guys are great at it to, you know, Spitz and, and Tony and, and uh, of course, Austin Kendrick. And you got a good, uh, that's a good group. Speaking of Brock Chaffin, that was who you managed against in your, uh, professional managerial debut at the Springfield <laughs> Metropolitans. Yeah. Uh, you know, what do you recall from that first game other than, other than the fact that you got the win in the end? That game started like many of our games. First two innings, I think we give up somewhere between three and six runs, dig ourselves a big hole. We fight back. We tie up the game. Jose Vargas hits uh, Jared Fox to uh, drive in the winning run. That was it. Well, as as far as uh, you know, the guys in the press box were concerned. You had arrived. You were you were undefeated as a manager, <laughs> and we were we were seeing the uh, a legendary moment in grip and rip baseball. So, uh, you know, I, I hope that's a cherished moment for you, and and I hope you made some great uh, great memories along the way. King Owens looking to finish here. Rivera has the bat back. Owens kicks. Runner acted like he went. Whoa. Got him. King Owens punches him out. And the Moon City Mavericks debut with an 11-10 to 10 victory in 11 innings. Holy cow, Rob Neese. King Owens, major pitch 0-2, gets Rivera looking. Rivera was not expecting that. And what a game. Managerially speaking, holy cow, Daniel England. All he does is win here in the GRBL. Officially moves to 1-0 and lifetime. You got to love to see that for your former teammate. Absolutely. Dan England, you want nothing best for that guy. He's a, just a really great guy. Really happy to be out there. The fun continued between Daniel England and Rob Neese after that. The game was England's first win as a manager and Nice's first game as a color commentator. Both of them survived extra innings, and Rob shelled out 20 of his own dollars to buy a Moon City Mavericks jersey from the GRBL official merchandise table at U.S. Baseball Park after the game. We'll probably see that jersey in action in Nice's Pieces YouTube video very soon. Here's some news about Grip and Rip Baseball League merchandise. If you're a Moon City Mavericks fan or a Daniel England fan, you can find officially licensed Mavericks merchandise at the all-new GripAndRipFanWare.com. Moon City Mavericks gear shipped directly to your door, giving you ample time to get yourself outfitted to cheer on the Space Cowboys in the fall of 2021. That's Grip, the letter N, RipFanWare.com. It's not just Moon City. 
You can find t-shirts, hoodies, ladies' tank tops, duffel bags, coffee mugs, hats, and even some nice warm throw blankets with the logos of all the GRBL teams, like the Season 5 champion Ozark Mountain Ducks, the Republic Locos, the Springfield Mets, the Branson Showman, and the always popular Nixa Suckers. You can also find and order all the merchandise online by clicking on the button that says Store at the very top of the Grip and Rip Baseball League website, bgrbl.com. Let's get back to the Moon City Mavericks. They went 3-2 in a COVID-shortened regular season and nabbed the number four seed for the playoffs. They collected wins over the Republic Locos and the Knicks' Suckers, and every game they played was decided by two or fewer runs. The Cardiac Mavericks kept us on the edges of our seats all season long. Every game you guys had was close, and um, win or lose, the Moon City Mavericks were sure a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a good time. Um, I had only played with one person on that team, and that was Caleb Cole. Everybody else I had no experience with. So, I mean, I, you know, I knew King Owens. I knew Jared Fox. I knew who he was. I didn't know him. Of course, Todd Tolbert. It was good to, to get a whole new group of guys because that's one of the great things with the league is you get to meet new people every season, and then they, you know, you all become friends and – you know, like right now we get to see each other on Sundays at these workouts that are going on. And it's uh, it's a good time and it's uh, it's a good week. You, you've been around long enough. You you had won every championship up until that point. So we, we know that you knew how to win. But, you know, what kind of lessons were you learning along the way about managing, about dealing with people, about roster construction or just anything else that was a teachable moment along the way? Yeah, I... <laughs> I had an idea how to put a lineup together, but I wasn't exactly certain on where to put, you know, the pieces to put them all together. So I had done some research about, you know, you know, who do you want in your number two spot? Who do you want in the number four spot? You know, what do you want in the eight spot? So I, I had done some of that. You know, we started off Logan Proc in the leadoff spot. I know he had a decent average, draws a ton of walks, and then. You know, in those first couple of games, you got Chris Leggett, who presents himself as a as an obvious leadoff man, and so you know we had to make made that switch and you know move Logan down some, and he continued to draw walks, and then you know others would um, would hit him in, and so it was interesting trying to figure out where everybody fits in the lineup. So is it a, a done deal? Are you going to be managing the Moon City Mavericks in 2021, uh, assuming you're still alive? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll hopefully be alive. And uh, yeah, if I think Tony's going to keep the same people back. And so I, I, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I think about the draft almost every day and I'm ready to go. <laughs> I was going to say, now that you've done it once and you've you've been through that that draft day and that tryout and that war room experience, you know, what kind of advice are you giving yourself going into your second draft day? I still haven't decided on my on my strategy yet. Um, going into this first year, 2020, I kind of took the approach that I think Justin Skinner took, and that was drafting the best player available at the time that that your pick is coming around you know not not just going for pitching or not going for catching just getting the best player that's available and so i don't know if i'm going to do that again but that that's kind of how i did 2020. yeah you know as as we were going through that draft you know your picks 
I can say this now, a lot of your picks made sense to me. And I was like, I can get the sense of what Dan is doing. It's he's taking, um, you took a lot of guys who I have felt like are, are some of the most traditionally underrated and undervalued veterans. You know, you mentioned Logan Prock and Jared Fox and Jacob Smith was another one. I felt like you, you absolutely got for a steal in the draft. And it's like, when I go look back at that roster now and look at where you were able to select some of those guys, I mean, you just got some steals (laughs) and, uh, and so I'm looking forward to seeing what you can do, you know, with a, a year of wisdom under your belt. Yeah, Jacob uh, Jacob Smith was he was a steal because at the end he wound up having to eat up a lot of innings. Seth Burns uh, had some arm problems, and then uh, King Owen had some arm problems as well. And so Jacob uh, he threw a lot of innings and he pitched very well. So he, he definitely was a steal. I want to go back. Um, you know, you mentioned the idea of having fun. You know, that was something that affected your baseball decisions way back as a, a kid coming out of high school. You know, how much how much pressure do you put on yourself as a manager to maybe check with your guys or just, you know, make sure that they are having as much fun as they can out of this league? Well, my first goal was to try to get everybody into every game at some point in time. Um, I wanted everybody, when they left the ballpark, to feel like, they were part of the team and that they had contributed to that day's uh, game. I would send out a couple emails throughout the week or not emails, but text messages, you know, just kind of let guys know what I'm thinking, you know, who we're playing. I try to get a lineup to them out pretty early so they know what they're going to be doing on Sunday. Um, let the pitchers know, you know, kind of what the rotation's going to be. And so, yeah, just, just trying to keep in communication with the, with the guys throughout the week. Well, without giving away all of the Moon City Mavericks club secrets, you know, what kind of goals do you have for yourself, both as, as a manager and as a player manager for 2021? Well, um, I want to get number five. I need a thumb ring. And so that's, that's a goal. You know, for 2020, of course, I wanted to win, but I knew that I knew it was going to be a difficult task. There were some really good teams out there, and I knew getting the getting five was was going to be a tough task five in a row. So as far as a player, you know, I threw one inning in 2020, and that's perfectly fine with me. I don't I don't really care. I just like being out there. So you know, being able to be a, a player manager is is a good thing. You know, I, I'm I hope to be in you know a whole lot better shape than I was this year, and um, maybe throw six, seven, eight innings for 2021. Daniel England stands alone, having played for four championship-winning teams in five years of grip-and-rip baseball. There are several who have done it three times. That list of notables includes Justin Skinner, Skylar Carter, Nick Drosty, and Tyler Goss. Tyler Jones is the only player who has played in all five Howard Bell Trophy games, but he's been on the winning team twice, most recently the Ozark Mountain Ducks. We will follow the baseball career of Daniel England, Springfield's Moon City Mavericks, and the rest of the Grip and Rip Baseball League starting in August 2021. Thanks for listening to this episode of Burger Bites. Please don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And until next time, good night from Ozark, Missouri. Ozark, Missouri.